Hello, welcome to Apple Odyssey Weekly, where we bring you the latest Apple news and rumors of the week. Be sure to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. So, before we get to the show started, I'd like to introduce Abram, who's part of the Apple Odyssey writers team and podcast team. Uh, Abram, thank you for joining the show today. Hi, how's it going? Yeah, how are you doing, Abram? Pretty good, man. I, I was, it's funny, I wanted to use my iPad this morning. It only has one USB-C port, so first world oh. problem. I need to charge it at the same time. So <laughs> yeah. Okay, so the first need thing to find we'll be a way to hook up the mic. Right. <laughs> okay, so the first thing we'll be talking about in today's show is the iPhone XS Smart Battery Case. So Apple to so Apple this week released the iPhone XS Smart Battery Case. Okay, and I believe that I believe they're selling it for one hundred and thirty dollars. Um, it's also available in white and black. And it's also available for the iPhone XR. If you don't know, Appleosophy leaked this, leaked information about this a few weeks ago, if you do not know. So, yeah, that was pretty cool. So, Brom, what do you, so, Brom, what do you think of the iPhone XS smart battery case? Well, just one quick thing to mention. Appleosophy was the first website to get a hold of this. We were the first ones to leak this case. 9to5Mac uh, right. leaked a, a, a glyph of it earlier that month yeah we yeah. were actually the first ones to leak so, a picture yeah, of the case <laughs> so i just want to talk about which devices would be supported mm-hmm. so i just like to talk All about like so i just want to talk about how the process works so what we did is when we posted the article um nine to five mac actually didn't believe us we did a few email exchanges and so this is basically how we found the proof of the iphone 10 smart battery case so apple has something called apple sales web and what does and what this portal is, it's basically a website for, I just say Apple, it's for Apple retailers, basically, and Apple premium resellers. And they can get like, like mm-hmm. access to like documents, internal documents. Honestly, anyone can yeah. access this. And so we basically, a member on our team found a document. All right, it was the fall merchandising guide for Apple premium resellers. And basically he found it. He found the iPhone XS in the document, and we're all like, wait a second, that's not normal. Because yeah. it looked like an error. And so we did a report on it, basically. And then after that, uh, 9 to 5, we, we actually told 9 to 5 Mac about it, because we have contacts with them. And they, yes. actually, they actually didn't believe it for a second. Um, so... I sent him the, the direct link from Apple service to that document, and he's like, "Oh dang, this is legit." He he actually called mm-hmm. this fake for he actually called the report fake, fake news. Shout out to Benjamin Mayo. Anyone who gets the news before you is fake news. <laughs> <laughs> I've know where I, I know where I've heard that before. Donald Trump. <laughs> yes. Um. <laughs> so and basically they reported it. So eventually, my nine to five Mac reported, and then it went on all the Apple news sources that we all love. Yeah, uh, it even made it to CNET in Spanish. It's called CNET. I know, isn't that isn't that neat? Yeah, it was, it was really interesting. Um, so, Brom, I just want to ask you: Do you own the smart battery case? No, it's, this is an interesting story too. It, I I had it in my shopping cart. Mm-hmm was about to push by and then I said no wait I need to take a step back and think about this yeah because yeah, it is a lot of money. 
Yeah, it really is. Yeah, it's $130. Yeah, $130, yeah. Yeah, and here's the thing. I have an iPhone XS Max, Mm -hmm. and once I took a a step back and asked myself, do I really want to purchase this? I thought, I've never been in a position with my iPhone XS Max where it's about to run out of battery and I really need to use it. The battery Mm -hmm. life on it is phenomenal. I understand that it's a lot better on the XR, um, but just... Just to throw that out there, the battery life on my 10s Max is awesome. And while I'm not on it constantly, um, I do I do use it throughout the day um, quite a bit. So yeah. All right. So I actually don't. So I have an iPhone Success, and I actually don't own the smart battery case or anything like that. I just have a regular. I don't even know what case I have. Let me take a look right now. It's called Levet. I, it's like a ten dollar case I got from Amazon, and it's been doing the it's been, it's been doing the, the best job. cases, man. It's been doing the job. The Amazon cases, they really do the job. Well, like at a good price. Yeah, yeah. So that's that's, where, that's, right. that's the place to go for Apple Watch bands too. Honestly, <laughs> I know I get all my Apple Watch bands from eBay actually for like three bucks. So I don't want to pay fifty dollars uh-huh. for the legit one. Yeah. Um, okay, so going back, I just want to talk about the spe- uh, specific, oh, sorry, I want to go back to the um, iPhone XS battery case. So, it's av- again, it's available in black and white, has, it's available in black and white, uh, it, it, it supports the iPhone XS, iPhone XS Max, and iPhone XR for all the same price, all $130. It features, um, also supports lightning pass-through port, and it supports US, USB. Uh, PD, which is basically faster charging, and then the talk time is up to 37 oh, so hours. Oh, fast charging. And the internet, and internet use is up to 20 hours, and video playback is up to 25 hours. Um, I, in my opinion, I really don't know if these specs are the best, but I think they're good. Do you, what do you think, bro? Okay, well, you know, if you, if you look at the spec sheet for this kind of stuff, we're, uh, battery life for a lot of these things it'll last you longer than a day right and let's be honest do you really have your iphone on for 24 hours straight well a lot i'm sure a lot of us do actually you actually have the phone (laughs) without without a charge yeah i'm sure someone is i can guarantee that right now that's what i'm saying so who is this case for um you know are you gonna go more than 20 the only time you're gonna go more than 24 hours without a charger I mean, what, are you camping, or are you just too lazy to charge your phone? I don't know. So, I'll say that, I I feel like this case is for the people that just want that extra battery. Like, maybe I just say they have, like, let's just say they're, like, for example, maybe they don't have it, maybe they can't go home right away and charge their phone, but they can use the battery backup. I just think it's for situations, like, people just need that extra battery life. Um, Well, I I was speaking with a friend the other day, and he mentioned... Um, the, the battery case is very important for him. He just purchased a 10R, and he right. lives in an area where um, the power tends to go out. Oh, okay. And it doesn't. It's a very old system. It could take days to come back on. So for him, this was a very imp- important important purchase. Um, right. But to to me, that seems like he's in the minority as far as as far as that issue. Mm-hmm. Um, I do like that it supports Qi charging. To me, the battery life is phenomenal, just from my perspective. And I do use my phone a lot, well, the thing probably is, not as much as some other yeah, people. Right, but the thing is, I actually I don't own it, so I can't really say that off like off of my mind that's good. 
The specs look good. Yeah. Like, it looks like the a spec, good Yeah, the specs look good on paper. Right. We'll have to see people um, on YouTube dissect this a little bit more. Mm-hmm. And I heard the reviews me, have been... I also heard the reviews been decent. Um, I, I haven't seen too many reviews yet, but from my viewpoint, it, the reviews look decent. Uh, like, I don't know. Have you heard any good reviews about it? Um, I, the only reviews I've seen so far have mainly been just unboxings and positive first impressions. Yeah, that, so, that's what. That, that's does all that I say much? So far too. I'm not sure. Yeah, I we think... need to take a deep dive and see actually how much right. battery life people are getting from this case. Um, and is it worth the money? Because it is a lot of money. I mean, what's the price increase here from last uh, last model from the iPhone? Um, is that a model? Do you know? I'm not sure. I, I don't remember. I it's pretty think, steep. About, I feel like it was ninety nine dollars. Seventy five, eighty dollars. It might have been eighty or ninety nine. Yeah. Something like that. I could be yeah, wrong. Yeah, I'm pretty though. sure. Um, but yeah, looking at it's the, one of those prices that you forget, but. Yeah. Um, to stay on topic here, this is this is a conversation too that I had with a lot of people regarding the new battery case. Is you pay anywhere from seven hundred fifty to eleven hundred dollars for a brand spanking new iPhone, right? It's thin, right. it's light, it's portable, and it already has awesome battery life. You're paying a premium for this form factor that packs in these amazing features, and and then you're sticking an ugly you know, hump of a of a charging case on it, just because the majority of people just want the security of more battery, right? And they're sacrificing the form factor. I think a lot of people are buying this for security because they're saying, "I'm not actually going to listen to music for 40 hours on my phone, but I want the security. If it if it does run out of battery, I have extra battery. I don't think anybody's right. going to be so running through like... the, their phone battery and the, mm -hmm. the case battery every time they use it." So you're saying it's like one of those like, like people are buying it for the case, and some people are buying it for the battery. But if the people are buying it for the case, they got that battery anyway. So is that basically what you're well, saying? Well, and I don't think it's a it's a question of protection either. If you if you look back at at their previous cases, their previous battery cases, they're made out of the same material as their their sort of silicone thin cases that they already sell right. in a variety of colors at the Apple Store, and those have very poor reviews. If you look anywhere, those those have extremely poor reviews. They they peel. Um, I think like one. I think I saw them for like one or two stars on Apple.com. Yeah, yeah. They they have very poor reviews, and it's made out of the same material. So we'll have to see how that how that works over time. I mean, you have a lithium ion battery wrapped in a material that's not very durable. Right. I don't think anybody's buying this for protection because. If that were the case, you'd, you'd go buy a case on Amazon, or even if like, you want to pay the premium, buy one at the Apple Store. Right. I feel like if you... Nobody's buying iPhone. this for protection. Mm -hmm. So I feel like if you buy the iPhone XS case, if you like drop it, I feel like it's going to damage the case a lot. It just depends how high. I just feel like it's going to damage like that, because you know like the battery, it's like bulky in the case. It's a really... I feel like it can easily break. Yeah. Mm -hmm. it, it's a really soft and delicate material that they're using. So like I said, from a durability perspective, it's it's not a premium product, in my right. opinion. It's just a case uh, there's that disagree. offers battery for consumers. I think, and going back to that, Holden, I think it's a, a question of security. People are saying, 
in the event that I do run out of my phone battery, I want a backup battery, and I want it to be in this convenient form factor where it's already in a case, I'm backed up, I never, ever, ever, ever have to worry about running out of battery. Right. And, you know, and some people are willing to sacrifice things like form factor to have that kind of security. You see these people every year that say, come on, Apple, just make the phone thicker and give us better battery. And it seems like Apple's going towards that trend anyway. Yeah, we'll yeah, see. definitely. And they've also been doing—I forgot what they're called. They called L-shaped batteries. They started doing that with the iPhone 10. Like, mm-hmm. There's actually it's it, there's there are two cells. Right. So it like makes an L. So that's why they're called L batteries, correct? Mm-hmm. Okay. That's so what I thought. so, um, your main battery is a lot larger than than uh, the, the vertical facing right. battery is a lot larger than the horizontal facing one. Together they form an L. And then tucked into this L is your motherboard, things like that. Right. That's what they're using to add bigger batteries to the newest iPhones. And they're also making them slightly thicker than things like the iPhone 6S, 4S, and and so on. It's because right. that's what customers are asking for these days. I think, and a lot of people like to go here, but and it's very cliche, but I'll, I'll do it. Steve Jobs was obsessed with the thinnest design possible. Right. So what's and also he, what's also a challenge. He believed is, that the yeah. So what's also a challenge is you gotta make the product strong, but at the same time make it like good. Like you know, like with going back to the iPhone six, like I, I believe it was called Bendgate or something. Like Bendgate, yeah. Like the six, like the six plus, just like bend. Um, the issue was that I, I from what I believe is the issue was. The aluminum is too, like, thin and not strong enough. It, is, it was a challenge. Well, they didn't. Because they, they're trying to make it thin In as later possible. versions of that of that phone, I guess you could say, because the iPhone 6, 6S shared the same design as the 6, they actually reinforced right. the, yeah, I, the corners yeah, I, I owned the of 6S, the metal with, I saw that. Yeah. with stainless steel, I believe it was, which now the phone is made entirely of stainless steel. Yeah, I saw that. So iPhones are definitely getting more durable. Um, every year you hear the strongest glass ever in a smartphone. You know, these are all great things. But the point is, and what I was getting to, is I had this conversation the other day with somebody. Steve Jobs was very obsessed with this vision of making the thinnest and lightest product possible. Right. And for his vision, that was that was a huge priority. What we're hearing from consumers is, hey, Apple, make the phone a little bit thicker. I could use some more battery life, and I want it to be more durable. And so I think Apple's kind of finally moving in that direction. It's a challenge, um, Post-jobs. Yeah. You know, I, I know we're talking years and years ago, but I, you see the Apple slowly moving in that direction mm-hmm. as that becomes a priority for consumers. They want better durability. They want more battery, and they don't mind if it's a little bit thicker. There's another... Um, another consumer voice or consumer opinion that I've heard is people like a product that's a little bit heavier because it feels premium in their hand. It feels like jewelry, especially something like the um, the iPhone 10 and later, um, with the exception of the 10s, they're built from stainless steel and glass, and it truly right. feels like you're holding jewelry when a you hold product, one of these yeah. things. Yeah, and it feels premium because of the weight in your hand. So you know, those are just some things to take note of and. How people, how consumers perceive value. Um, mm-hmm. That's that's a discussion that's worth touching on. No, no, I I agree. 
Um, so just to conclude the talk of the iPhone XS case, uh, overall, I'll say it's, I, I, so from looking at my point of view, I don't own the case, but if you're interested, if any of you guys listening are interested in the case, um, what would you say first, bro? Would you say it's a worth, it's worth to like buy, is $130 worth it? Is $130, is $130 worth it personally? Not for me. But Dude, there's if so you many, need that uh, extra... There's just so many, like, third-party cases out there, too. Just, like, why there don't you are, them? They're but cheaper. you also have to consider what's proprietary about true. Apple. True, when true, Apple true. makes products for Apple products, you know, there's something special about those products. AirPower, for instance, which still isn't out, they have this technology that regulates power and the temperature of the phone so that the lithium-ion battery doesn't um, deplete in quality over the to- over time. Right. Um, there's these, there's, that's the word I was looking for, is power management. They have these power management features in the new battery cases that prevent your lithium-ion battery from, um, from decreasing in effectiveness over time. Right. There's a lot of technology that goes into these things that people don't think about. Your actually, $8 Amazon case cool. is, you know, it'll do the job, but you're in the dark as far as what you're doing to your device long term. Mm-hmm. You may be solving one problem but creating another. Um, so you know that if you go the Apple route, you're getting a premium product, one that won't damage your device or your battery over time. Um, so, you know, there's there's a lot of things to consider. No, definitely, yeah. Um, but, all right, so the iPhone XS, so I'll just, in my opinion, I think... Like it's your choice. My personally, I recommend getting a third-party case because there's so many, like, good ones out there. But if you're interested in the Apple one, if you want that like extra power management features and like want to spend the hundred thirty dollars, go with the iPhone 10 Smart Battery case. Okay, so moving topics. Um, so HomePod. Let's talk about HomePod now. So HomePod. Yeah, let's get started. So HomePod is now available for purchase in China and Hong Kong. So Apple has, been, Apple has been slowly, I guess you can say, rolling out HomePod in multiple countries. Uh, mm-hmm. I believe they started in the United States. I, I even, I think, I think it, I even, if I remember correctly, I believe it took them like a month to get in Canada. Like, they've been doing it slowly. I could be wrong though, but yeah, I, I actually, started, I have uh-huh. the stats right here, Holden. If you want to take a look. Okay, sure. Yeah. So. It released in the United States, Australia, and the United Kingdom about 11 months ago. That was February 9th of 2018. Okay. Mm-hmm. And four months later, it was unveiled in Canada, or not unveiled, released in Canada, France, and Germany. And as of two months ago, on October 26, 2018, it was released in Mexico and Spain, and most recently, as of yesterday, I believe, China. Yeah, correct. Okay, uh, thanks for saying that, bro. So, the HomePod is priced at two thousand eight hundred yen in China, and mm-hmm. same in Hong Kong. Um, I don't know how much that is in USD. I I own the HomePod, and I believe it. Honestly, I'm gonna be honest with you. It's a great device. Okay, the sound mm-hmm. quality is excellent, but is it worth three hundred fifty dollars? Uh, I don't think so. Because there's so many competitors out there. You got Amazon Alexa, Google Home, you got all of those out there. Sorry. And I'm yeah, you got all of those. 
Please try a little later. Hey, did you hear my Alexa go off? <laughs> yeah, you're talking said, to Alexa I now. I said the... Alright, I feel bad now. I said the... I said the word. <laughs> okay, but... Well, so, it, you make a good point. Please, the market... Uh, you, you make a good point. If you look at the smart, smart speaker market, there's a lot of devices to choose from. Obviously, Alexa was first to the game. They have a lot more um, home-compatible accessories. Um, Google um, is providing results that Alexa or, and Siri cannot compete with because they have all this, this search data that they've aggregated over time. Right. This internet archiving stuff that they do. Um, so each, each assistant has its own strengths and weaknesses. I believe at this point, Siri is miles behind the rest of the game. I agree. And, um, and that's, a, that's been, a huge problem for people uh, right I'll, now. I'll say, I'll say. Uh, I have been seeing Siri improve over time, like with questions. I, a, re, a recent survey released out, I forgot what company, but I read something that, like, Apple's adding, like, smart stuff to Siri over time. It, so I believe. They said Siri's, I think, sixty percent smarter. Like, I bet, I bet, all I know is it's been improving over time, which is a good thing. But they really need to like put. I, what I think they need to do first is create a solution that's a little bit cheaper, maybe, but at the same time bring a good Siri experience to the consumer. And and I think this is what we have to talk about, Holden, because if you look at the HomePod, the singular way that you can interact with it is through Siri. Right. It's a it's it's one of those things where you buy into the Apple ecosystem and you're stuck into the Apple ecosystem. Um, you can't uh, you can't simply Bluetooth any device to this thing. It only works through AirPlay. Um, you can't unless you have your phone or your iPad or any other iOS device on hand. Um, you can't play Spotify from it. You can't play Amazon Music from it. It's not friendly. With its right. competitor software. Well, the thing is, all right. So I I own the Amazon Alexa Dot third generation, okay. Mm-hmm. And I got it for I think twenty five dollars from Amazon. It was like I got it on Black Friday. And, oh, okay. Yeah, and I gotta say I really like it for the price. It, dude, it even supports Apple. It supports Apple Music now, which I believe, like it. Amazon needed to do that for a long time. Amazon and Apple. It's, uh, it's really nice. Uh, I can ask my Echo um, to play my Apple Music stuff, which I think is really cool. I, I think that was an ex- excellent decision on Amazon's part even, as far as yeah, me making too. the even, decision to partner with Apple. And, even though they're competitors, and I'm so glad they did it. You know, it's really nice, too, because um, a lot of people that were subscribing to Apple Music and Amazon, they no longer have to fiddle with between those two those two accounts. Apple Music is already the largest music library in the world, so right. pretty much any song that you shout at Alexa, she's going to be able to play it. I found a lot of times if I was using Amazon Music and I had a sort of an indie artist that I wanted to listen to, um, Alexa wouldn't understand or she wouldn't be able to play it. But back to our our discussion, because the HomePod is so locked in to the Apple ecosystem, Siri defines your experience with it. And although, Definitely. as you mentioned, Siri is getting better 
you know, minutely over time as far as questions she's able to answer. I think the discussion begins with Siri, and I'm going to start from the iPhone. So when you interact with Siri on the iPhone, my experience personally has been over time that it's not as useful as it was in, in, in iOS 5 and iOS 6, in my opinion. Um, a lot of times, it, I'm directed to the internet, just to Google, right. to answer a question that I'm asking. Yeah, I, I, and I, when, I'm really annoyed in the by past, that too. When, on launch day, you know, on launch uh -huh. day when Siri launched, you were getting results from Wolfram Alpha. You know, you were you were getting you know, all these right. I remember that. databases integrated directly into Siri to give you the right answer, and now it'll direct you to the internet instead of those databases. So why don't why don't I just tap on Safari and use dictation every time? No, you it's make not that point. helpful as an assistant when it comes to answering questions. Right. When it comes to getting certain actions done on the phone, such as playing music, sending a text, sending an email, it it's great integration. The voice recognition is is awesome, but it's just not where we need it to be yet, and it's not at a point where it's directly competing with other smart assistants. And so if yeah. you think about the HomePod, it's difficult because you're forced to use um, an assistant that's severely behind the competitors. You know, you, um, yeah. Uh, yeah, I really believe Apple should create a cheaper, number one, either create a cheaper HomePod and have the same software experience, or number two, they, like, Redo Siri, not redo it, but like add so much stuff to Siri and offer like the same design the HomePod, because I I, I feel like I'll like I I'll feel like HomePod's worth the money more if it like if it had more features with Siri. You know what I mean? Yeah, you know, and obviously when that change comes, when when Siri finally gets this this massive update, this overhaul that everyone's talking about. Right. Um. It it'll reinvigorate the the smart speaker market from Apple's um no, from Apple's yeah, perspective. It really will. Um, whether that's going to happen or how soon that's going to happen, we don't know. And here's the thing about Apple. Apple, um, as a company, they're very passionate about music, and I think that was ro deeply rooted in Jobs' values. He was an audiophile. And if you look back at these these keynotes, they hold things like music and, and sound mm -hmm. and all that stuff. They hold that to a very high standard. They take it very seriously. And if you look at the smart, smart speaker market, what Apple's doing with sound on the HomePod is phenomenal. It's the best sounding speaker, smart speaker on the market. Definitely. And it, it, that's just not enough for consumers. I think... It satisfies Apple's vision, but not the consumer's needs or wants. And as soon as the this this smart home stuff um, catches up with that sound quality, then the, there's there's not going to be any competitors. There's this the the HomePod experience will, will be incomparable to any the next um, smart speaker out there. It's really Siri that's that's holding it behind. You have yeah. this superb audio. Uh, features Dude, like I, stereo I pairing. I, I think it's amazing. Yeah, it's like, in a like, perfect world. That, I love the bass. Like, do everything about the audio and like, like how they like created that, like created it. It's amazing. 
Yeah, it's you know it's it's a huge achievement from an audiophile's perspective. It's it's great audio. It mm. fills the room. You can have one, just one HomePod in your room. You don't even need the full stereo pair, and you could still get pretty good sound. Yeah, I only had one HomePod. I own the yeah. uh, the black one. So I, I think that's that's what we're what we're both getting at here is this this uh, Siri this smart assistant stuff needs to catch up with where the sound quality is at. I agree with you, dude. They really do. And then, and then you know, there's there'll be nothing better than the HomePod out there. Right. It's going to so, be a challenge for Apple though to do that because all this stuff is so well established, like the Alexa and Google. A lot of people that yeah, own dude. a HomePod. Yeah, dude, Still the thing own. is, Alexa and Google, they they got a head start. Sorry, I'm having trouble understanding right now. You gotta stop doing that, man. And Alexa just went <laughs> off again. I'm, like, I haven't learned my lesson yet. I keep saying the word. It's, sorry, it's a really bad habit, because I'm used... I don't call it Echo, I just call it Alexa. That's, like, all I call it. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Whisper it. Yeah. <laughs> but the funny thing is, you know, and you're kind of making the point here, is a lot of people that own HomePods also own Googles or Alexas. That just shows you that that Siri is not there <laughs> as far as yeah, definitely. its capabilities and, and whatnot. Right. So I'd like to wrap up the HomePod talk. I want to move into air power. Okay, so... You mean okay. wear power? <laughs> Air power. I've never heard of it, Holden. Really? Well, no, I'm never I'm heard reading, of it. I'm, I'm reading a report about air power right now. Well, what is anyway, that? I've never heard about that. It's, well, okay. Well, it's a device. It's so air power is a wireless charging mat. It's a QI, it's a QI based charging mat. Apple announced like how many years? Like five years ago? <laughs> nah. Yeah. Okay. It was like air power. Ago. I don't remember. What are you talking about? That was. So I, I was I was paid by Apple to to say that I've never heard of that. So, uh, well, go, all right. So go watch your September 2017 event when you announced the iPhone 10, and then look at the last 15 minutes, and then it'll tell you what it'll tell you what air power is. That's like the only reference oh, okay. now these days. Okay, was that you said? What year was that? Like 2017. 2017. Oh my God! So two years ago. Uh, but yeah, definitely. Yeah. Two years ago, you're right. Just about, all right, okay. So, all right, so we got some, <laughs> yeah. so we got some more rumors about air power. So, according to some supply chain like news sources, um, air power is now in production. So, what does this mean? Air power will be available in around early 2019. I don't know when. It's been delayed for years now. It's kind of sad. Yeah, but I'll believe it when I see it. Holding. All right, if they if they charge it three hundred dollars, I'm gonna that's gonna be crazy. I really think it needs to have a hundred fifty dollar price point to like a two twenty five price point. I really don't think they should overprice this, especially for long wait. Like, like come on. You know, to be honest with you, it's a charger. They should charge anywhere from ninety nine to one hundred twenty dollars for this thing. In my opinion, it it's probably gonna come out and it's gonna be one ninety nine and. Everyone and their grandmother out there is going to say, you know what? Charging with a cord isn't that cumbersome. <laughs> yeah. Um, but so, 
one thing we do not know about air power is uh you so you know the cable that connects into air power do you think it uses uh lightning or USB-C? the in if you look at some of their their marketing content for it which could all be fake right now it could totally it could look totally different than it did two years ago right <laughs> in their in their uh marketing photos for it but if you look back at that stuff it's powered with lightning okay so it's powered with lightning okay that's what i thought yeah that'd which... be cool that'd be cool if they use it that'd be cool if they use USB-C. You know what? You know what would be very Apple about them for for them to do? What? To only send you the mat. You have oh. to use your. Oh, and then you have to buy like the. You have to buy like the forty nine dollars. You have to buy the cord, or you have use to buy... the one that came with your iPhone. <laughs> no, you have to buy the smart cube. You have to buy the twelve watt USB C cube. Yeah. Like forty nine dollars or something. Mm-hmm. I've dude, they overpriced these things. It's at the point I don't even know anymore, which is kind of funny. Like it's, it's, it could be forty nine dollars, twenty nine dollars. Like, you think I should know this, right? But like, they keep I keep checking. I swear it's keep getting higher. Yeah, yeah, that's that's. Uh, and in the like, world we live in, and it, and it probably costs Apple like how much? Probably like a dollar to manufacture, sadly, or less. Probably less. I than don't. That. I don't know so the make, exact margins, so I can't even, comment uh, on that. I, I bet they're making but, so much money from those. Yeah, <laughs> they're. They they're famous for overpricing their products. So, <laughs> like I said, I don't know I don't know the margins on it, but to put it into perspective, um, an iPhone four costs like sixty dollars to manufacture. I heard that one time. So, oh wow, yeah. So you can imagine what their margins are for this stuff. Yeah, it's probably <laughs> crazy. Crazy. They're probably making a lot from it. Um. So there's a debate going on. When will AirPower launch? So Apple announced AirPower in September Never. 2017, um, alongside with the iPhone 8, 8 Plus, and iPhone 10. It says the time will launch in 2018, but 2018 is gone now. It's now 2019. Um, is it? And... Is it holding? Wait, let me double check the date on my computer. Hold on, hold on. Yep. Yeah. So yeah. There you go. Today's Saturday, January 19th, 2018. <laughs> so yeah. I was just making sure I wasn't dreaming or anything like that. Okay, so... No, um, sorry. I'm asking because I'm still stuck in 2018 waiting for air power. I thought you didn't know what air power was. Oh, I guess you know now. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so... Uh, what I'm really disappointed in Apple is they gave no official info on when air power will release. I'm really disappointed by that. I really feel like they should say something. But from a business perspective, I guess it's... I guess I understand why they announced, like, they didn't say anything about it from a business point of view, because they probably don't, honestly, they probably don't know either, and they want to keep it confidential. But, <laughs> we'll see what happens. Um, but, so, going back to the rumors about air power, a recent rumor from Apple Supply Chain in China uh, has suggested that manufacturing issues have been solved, and according to some... Supply chain news sources. Air power said to be entering mass production on January twenty first. Okay, so today, today is January nineteenth. So, mass protection, mass production will start on January twenty first. With Apple planning to release it sometime soon. All right. So you're pro- So I said soon, right? Uh, 
this soon mean February, March, April? We don't know yet, okay? Um, we're, we're just like you guys. Apple doesn't tell us, Apple doesn't tell the press much about it. <laughs> they're, they're, they're completely quiet about it. If I emailed Apple PR right now, they'll be like, they won't even reply to my email. Like, they're usually okay, stuff. Okay, here's a I've been here to keep it quiet from the press about air power. Here's the thing. Let's put this into perspective, Poland. So, do you honestly think that the... I mean, okay, the, the fanboys will do it, but the, do you honestly think that the majority of people will be willing to shell out anywhere from 150 to $200 for a mat that charges their iPhone, their oh, Apple okay. Watch, and their AirPods at the same time? Now, let's, 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 let's slow down real quick. All right, I, all right. I just want to say I wouldn't pay that much. I'll pay like a hundred. All right, but okay, of course exactly. it's Apple. Of course it's Apple. What we the company we all love. It's gonna be like two hundred, three hundred, maybe a thousand. No, I'm joking. So here's the thing. Here's the thing. So you have to have a product, uh, the newest product from either 2017 or from 2017 onward um, for both the phone, the watch, and the AirPods charging case, the Qi wireless charging case, is not even out yet. So that's going to be some extra money that you have to shell out as well to have this experience. Who knows what that's going to cost? Probably 50 oh. to 60 bucks. Yeah. Okay? At the, I mean, that's, that's, being, that's being generous here. Um, so if you think about this, if you charge your iPhone or your watch the normal way already, which a lot of people have a stand for their watch, and they either charge their iPhone using a wireless charging pad or uh -huh. a cord, is is this experience really worth the money that you have to uh, invest in order to so to have me, this experience? Because so for me, I believe that it's not worth the money. That's just me. Like, do I need air power? No. Does anyone? Just that's just me. I don't think I I don't need air power. Number one, I don't even have Obviously, it's a convenience factor, right? I'm still stuck in like 2015 with the iPhone success and my Apple Watch Series Zero. Yes, I have a Series Zero. I'm sorry. <laughs> that's a, I, you know, it's funny. I was wearing my Series Zero the other day, and it, it's actually functioning pretty well. Yeah, it's not, it's not terrible. Like, it, it's, yeah. it's usable. Yeah, so definitely. Just, you expect... You just expect me to have the latest stuff because... I run Appleosophy. Like that's just not that's not how it works, really. I I buy stuff. I buy Apple products that I need. Okay, so if an iPhone six does the job for me, it has been. Um, that's good. So yeah. Oh, weekly episode next week. So stay tuned for that. Um, and also, uh, be sure to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube. Uh, definitely follow us on YouTube, okay? Subscribe on YouTube because we're gonna be, we're not gonna live stream all episode weekly episodes, but we'll be doing them time to time. Um, but if you like that, uh, you can give me some feedback. You can email me at holden at appleosophy.com. Um, and again, Appleosophy Weekly will be on uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Snitcher. So be sure to, uh, if you want to, be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast platform for more. Okay? Okay, guys. We'll see you guys again next week. Thank you for listening. All right? And we hope... See you guys soon. Yeah. And see you guys soon. My name is Holden Satterwhite, CEO, founder of Apple Philosophy, and out.